because we're starting a live stream podcast oh. next Monday uh, at oh. 7.30 on twitch.tv slash cavegoblins. Awesome. Nice. Um, What's, uh, what is it? It's called Everyone is Jonas, and it's a competitive role-playing podcast. Yep. Uh, have you ever played Everyone is John? I have not, no. So it's based on that. So the three players are <laughs> vying for control of this one character, Jonas, okay. who lives in Vancouver. And they have goals that they're trying to achieve that only the player and me, the host or DM, or in this game, everyone else knows. And then they have two skills that, that can help them uh, achieve those goals. And they have to try and coerce Jonas into achieving their goals. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that that the theme song would be uh, Weezer's My Name is Jonas. It's definitely based on that. I, nice. I'm, I'm not a music producer, but I'm, I'm trying to make something like that. <laughs> my, my main thing is, is uh, I remember that song from like a rock band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Over a hill and under a misty mountain, deep within the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm Doug Vandalay with another episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. You can follow the show on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and pester me at Doug Vandalay. Hello to everybody listening on CITR 101.9 here for the first 30 minutes of the show. A type of tea made especially by boiling the tea leaves with milk, sugar, and cardamom. I'm joined today by Daniel Chai. How's it going, Daniel? It's going good. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I feel weird because I'm reading off my phone. I usually have a laptop in front of me. Left it at work this time. Uh, but this is a show about you uh, primarily. So I'm excited. You're the co-founder of the Fictionals Comedy Co. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. So the Fictionals, we are uh, we are an improv comedy group uh, based here in Vancouver. Uh, we've been doing shows in and around Vancouver and beyond since 2010. And... Yeah, we, we love to have fun, and we, we do lots of different shows around Vancouver. Our two main shows that people may have seen us, uh, we do a weekly show at Café du Soleil, and we also do uh, our Improv Against Humanity show at the Rio Theatre. Cool, and so who else is in that one? We have a rotating uh, cast of performers. Uh, we have uh, some long-running fictionals include Alan Pavlikovich, Scott Antifave, Raylan Carson. Uh, we also have a lot of... Uh, relatively newer players who have been really great at performing with us um oh so many if i go through them we will be here for the whole 30 minutes but uh alex gullison uh, travis bernhardt who does some great magic comedy work here in vancouver dan willows jeff cooper oh so many uh if you are hearing my voice and i forgot your name i love you all and, and you're all thanks very funny. for listening too absolutely so are they mostly alumni from theater sports uh, yeah, so uh, so the fictionals we we like to describe ourselves as being the broken social scene of Vancouver comedy. In terms of, uh, we we're very lucky that we get to perform with a variety of different performers from the different schools and the different houses of Vancouver. Uh, so we have performers who have trained and performed with Vancouver Theater Sports, Instant Theater, Blind Tiger, and uh, you, you know UBC Improv. Uh, people who've come from Alberta, Toronto. Uh, we have a. Uh, uh, huge cast that we get to draw from and every show is super fun because uh every show has different players where did you train so i trained in uh so i got my start way back uh way back in 2008 um i my first improv troupe 
improv troupe was a group called Dangerous Portion. And so Dangerous Portion, we were uh, another improv, uh, another indie independent comedy group that, you know, we were just a bunch of people that really just wanted to uh, meet some new people, you know, learn improv and have fun with each other. So uh, that first first year, year and a half, it was I got my adult improv training by uh, doing improv in the back room of a restaurant in Burnaby called Howie's, which is no longer in, in existence. Howie's, I miss you. Uh, just off the of low heat highway. Uh, so yeah, so um, and then from there, I was very lucky that I I got connected with a group of performers called Urban Improv, uh, which were a powerhouse improv group here in Vancouver, made up of different performers from Vancouver Theatre Sports. And as I got to know them, and as I started taking classes uh, at VTSL, I absolutely fell in love with improv and. From there, I went through their their training program. I became uh, a member of Vancouver Theatre Sports Rookie League, and then uh, for five years in the in in this current decade, I was a member of their main stage, and uh, it was super fun. Or rather, uh, I was part of their main stage from 2015 to 2018, and uh, super fun. So uh, you mentioned previously uh, your show Improv Against Humanity. Yes. Uh, what's the format of that show? Sure. So, uh, so Improv Against Humanity. For for those who have not yet been to them, it's uh, Improv Against Humanity. It's a live comedy game show where we use the the card game Cards Against Humanity to help crown Vancouver's most horrible person. So, uh, what we do is uh, we we bring the card game Cards Against Humanity to life. We bring up audience members to actually play Cards Against Humanity live on stage at the Rio. And then uh, as the card combinations come out from the players playing the game, the improvisers are inspired by those card combinations to act out different improv scenes. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. How often uh, is that one? That one is uh, it's monthly. We do take a few months off throughout the year to recharge and refresh. Um, our next show, I'm not sure when this show is coming out, but um, we have a show coming up on Wednesday, February 6th. And we also have a show coming up on Wednesday, March 20th. And the March 20th show is going to be super fun because it is our Ladies Against Humanity show where we take some of, uh, some of our favorite and some of Vancouver's funniest women and uh, they do the show and it's super great. Great. Uh, well, this show comes out next Wednesday, which uh, I don't know what that is right now. But um, so that'll be before then. So if great. you're listening to this when it came out, you can go and check those out. Please come on by. We'd love to have you. Uh, you're also the co-host of the Fear and Science podcast. Yes, I am. With yes. uh, Jeff Porter. I am. So uh, yeah, Fear and Science. It's a. Uh, it's been a super fun project to work on with Jeff. Jeff, if you're listening, thanks for having me. Jeff is the the brains behind uh, the project. He works at Science World. He has a love of uh, a love of science and also a love of of podcasting. So he like. So many, uh, or rather he more so than say so many people who have an idea for a podcast, just like people listening to this one, you know, he had an idea and he, he followed through on it. And, uh, we, the podcast, we get to, uh, explore and, uh, dive into different science subjects and we interview different scientists and also different, uh, comedians and entertainers about these different subjects. So we've talked about everything from zombies to, to cryptocurrency to, um, we recently did, uh, an episode with the Vancouver podcast festival 
and uh, we interviewed the oh i'm gonna get this wrong but we interviewed the the head person at the vancouver police museum and yeah lots of fun oh cool i went to that uh museum in uh sometime last year yeah <laughs> Uh, I love what the Vancouver Police Museum is doing. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's a really cool resource, you know, showcase. I mean, like true crime. It's the kind of stuff that seems to be more popular than ever. So it's uh, it's very cool to wonder. I, I really like their uh, confiscated contraband oh, cabinet. Uh, yeah. There's some really uh, interesting things in there. Like, you can wow. check that one out in the uh, downtown east side. What can people do with duct tape and bike chains? Oh, wow. Lots of stuff, apparently. Yeah, all sorts of things, uh, toothbrushes and, and the like. Yes. Uh, so you uh, tell me about Minus World Improv. Yeah. So uh, so one thing that we, the fictionals, love to do is uh, we, we love to mash up improv with a variety of different things. One of our first ever comedy mashups was combining improv with video games. I love video games. We all love video games. And so uh, we we use themes and tropes and characters from our favorite video games. And we uh, use those to inspire the comedy scenes and even do some improv set in those worlds of, uh, of the favorite video games. Whether it be Super Mario or Halo. We even did a Tetris one once. <laughs> Worked out very well. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Minus World Improv is just one of our one of our uh, rotating shows that we do throughout the year. So you also teach improv at, uh, am I saying this right, Quantlin Polytechnic? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, again, uh, it's been an interesting ride of being an, Im- an improviser for myself. So 2000 and 2018 was my 10 year anniversary of doing improv and of being an oddly, you know, I say oddly in terms of, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I never thought to myself, oh, one day I'm going to be a comedian or one day I'm going to be an actor. And yet here I am in 2018, 2019, I am a comedian and an actor. And one of those things to to help round out the things that I do is uh, I'm a teacher uh, of improv at Kwantlen Polytechnic University. Is that an extracurricular or is it part of the... It is an extracurricular. Um, in terms of uh, it is... It is um, an event that I run in conjunction with the Kwantlen Student Association. Uh, I've been very lucky to have had really great support from the KSA. Uh, we started the workshops in 2016, so this is our third full year. And we grew the workshops from an average of four to six people each week in the, the first year to currently we're averaging about 12 to 12 to 15 and it's been absolutely amazing to see uh, all of these different students just uh, really light up and really connect with improv do you see any of them move on to uh maybe learning at some of the houses around town absolutely yes uh so i've had a number of the students uh, stay with the program as they go to to go through and finish their schooling so the Kwantlen Improv program, it's free for Kwantlen students, but members of the public and alumni and staff of the university are also welcome. But uh, yeah, I've had some students who uh, I'm very lucky I've had a chance to work with them. And then from there, they go and train at Vancouver Theater Sports, go and train at Blind Tiger, go and train at uh, an instant and uh, just to continue foster and growing their love. It's nice to see some uh, multi-generations of improvisers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that's really important. Uh, and, you know, that's why I'm glad that, you know, this podcast is this. And I'm glad that, you know, seeing the, the other comedians that you, you've talked to. And, you know, I think that's it's 
I think part of our responsibility of being, whether it's being a podcaster or being a comedian, it's to help, you know, keep the environment going, to, to keep the to keep the platforms going so that people who are coming up from us, uh, coming up after us, can continue to do what we love and to do what they love and so that they can hit their 10-year anniversary just the same way that I was able to hit my 10-year anniversary. It's really uh, refreshing to uh, meet people who feel that way. You get a lot of people gatekeeping the industry as well. Uh, yes. There's this myth of paying your dues, but right. really we should all just be helping each other succeed. There's room for everyone. Absolutely, Something yeah. I say a lot on this show. Yes. So you mentioned that you're an actor as well. Um, you yeah. have some various film and TV spots, I yes. noticed. Uh, what are some of the the more rewarding experiences? Oh man, um, well I'm very uh, I'm very lucky that I've had a chance to to cross off a number of the items on my Vancouver actors bucket list. So um, I, I was an actor a number of years ago, but due to circumstances, I stepped away from the acting game for a few years. But uh, a few years ago, I got back into it. I, I have an amazing agent who's been very helpful for me. I'm not sure if I can say it, but I'm going to say it. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for everything. So I've had a chance to, uh, I've worked on a number of commercials, which is uh, which is always interesting. Um, I've, did, I've done an episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And even though the episode is now about a year and a half old maybe two years old um it's it is very it is very sweet and very humbling when i get random messages from people being like so i'm getting caught up on legends of tomorrow and is this you and it's very it's very fun um i recently did a a hallmark movie Uh, vancouver is is a hotbed for hallmark content and i'm very proud to say that i did my first one and it was uh it was a really cool experience is that one out uh, that one is, I, I believe, going to be out in this next year. I, like uh, Hallmark, they churn out like hundreds of movies a year. They, uh, it is their own industry, and uh, we here in Vancouver, we're super lucky because we get to fill those roles and we get to uh, to play, which is great. Let's talk about your various writing work as well. How did you get involved with the Daily Hive? Yeah, so with Daily Hive, uh, I've been freelance writer with them for the last number of years. More recently, I've been their regular events writer for here in Vancouver and also in Calgary. And uh, I got connected through them through a colleague and a friend of mine who was writing for them. And, you know, I was looking for something to to uh, both showcase my my skills. So as well as being a journalist, or as well as being an actor and comedian, I'm also uh, a journalist. I graduated from Kwantlen with a journalism degree, and uh, I was looking for something that would allow me to continue focusing on that part of my career, as well as uh, tell the different stories that happen here in Vancouver. And uh, my connection with Daily Hive has allowed me to do that. How do you find the events that you write about? Do they send you to them or is it part of your uh, mandate to find shows? Both. So Daily Hive, uh, my my editors are great at forwarding me some uh, lots of really great events to, uh, to showcase. We also get press releases, of course. Lots of press releases because there's lots of amazing events here in Vancouver. And for myself, I... I also do go out and I search for a variety of events. So for my uh, events roundups for Vancouver, I search online. I, I communicate with, with different uh, 
producers, different performers in Vancouver. And I do my very best to try and uh, showcase a wide variety as possible. So we, you know, on any given week, we may showcase a comedy show, a, a theater show. We may showcase uh, a cooking class. Uh, we may, you know, do um, like a photography exhibit out in out in Port Coquitlam. We may do a, a special like ski workshop based up in Whistler. Lots of different things. And uh, that's part of the part of the fun is getting to find these different things that I may not normally get a chance to hear about. Do you get to partake in all these activities you write about? <laughs> uh, I would love to. I would love to. Uh, I do get to go out and check uh, a few out that I, again, would not normally get a chance to. But there are, there are so many. There are so many events and I am just one man and there's only 24 hours in a day. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Uh, what was it like working with the Olympic communication team? Working with the Olympic communication team with at Bell was was a once in a lifetime experience. It was uh, uh, I worked with an amazing team. Uh, some of them who were some of my strongest mentors, and I'm still glad that uh, if I need some help or need some assistance, I can still send them an email, and they are still there for me. And I'm really glad. You know, I think uh, the Vancouver Olympics was was uh it was an interesting time in my own life and my own career in terms of uh the 2010 winter olympics were the same year that the fictionals came into being uh i guess it must have been like a transitional time uh, time not just for vancouver but also for daniel chai but yeah it was great i got to uh, visit all of the different olympic uh all of the different olympic venues uh, with Bell, you know, to to borrow a phrase that we use in our communications, you know, Bell helped deliver the Olympic Games to the world. Uh, and, you know, my my small part of being a communications coordinator to help, again, tell the stories and help, you know, showcase our employees and their hard work was really great. I think that that's one thing that I try and do no matter what I do. Whether it's working, you know, whether it's writing for Daily Hive, whether it's working for Bell, or whether it's being a host and a producer with the fictionals. One thing that I try and do is try to showcase as many people in their best light as possible. And if I can do that, then uh, then I've done my job and that makes me happy. That's a very nice sentiment. I might just say you have the most outstanding mic etiquette of uh, anyone I've ever, ever interviewed. Yeah. Did you uh, learn that at journalism school? No, um, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough that over the years I've been, uh, I've been a guest on a number of different podcasts and again, co-hosting fear of science with Jeff has also allowed me a chance to, uh, to regain my, uh, knowledge of my work. Uh, I'm currently in the process of, uh, taking voiceover classes. And at some point I'd love to, uh, add that to the one of a dozen things that, you know, that I do. And, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just I'm very I'm very cognizant of the hard work that goes into making a podcast. So thank, well, you. thank you very much for that, uh, especially in advance. I know I'm going to be appreciative of this on Sunday when I edit. Uh, 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 that's the main noise I cut out from myself is me saying uh, I've started to recognize what it looks like as a waveform. Hey, uh, I I used to say ums and ahs a lot. So I I pause. It's not always perfect, but... It's something I'm trying to do. I did used to say um a lot more before I had to edit myself once a week. I, you know, it took someone calling me out to be like, hey, you say um a lot. And I'm like, oh, you're so right. 
now I'm going to be hyper aware was that, for the rest of this interview. Was that the uh, whoever edits that that other podcast? No, I think it was just uh, you know back in back in high school or back in university, and I would give presentations a lot. You know that ones that kids would always have to give during uh, talking about oh the history of Canada. And choose your favorite prime minister and tell us why. And, you know, when giving, like, even back then, I've always enjoyed, you know, talking and giving, uh, being in front of a crowd and working a room, so to speak. But, yeah, back in the day, I would have people be like, hey, you say ums. And so it is something that I'm trying to work on. Who is your favorite prime minister? Oh, man. Oh, wow. So many. Uh, You know, that, that one... Uh, Lion Mackenzie King, for sure. Is he one? <laughs> I, I think I know two Canadian prime ministers, maybe one. There's obviously Trudeau, and then there was another one. There was Big Trudeau. Big Trudeau. Oh, yeah, Trudeau's dad. There you go. That's two. You know there we go. Yep. Trudeau and Trudeau. Lion Mackenzie King. Lion Mackenzie King. His name is Lion? William Lion Mackenzie King. Is that Lion in... in uh, uh, L Y O N. Oh, okay. So he right. was the so he was the tenth prime minister. He served three terms, nineteen twenty one to nineteen twenty six, nineteen twenty six to nineteen thirty, and then I guess he skipped a term, and then he he was the Canadian prime minister during World War Two from nineteen thirty five to nineteen forty eight. Well, welcome back to Comedy Zeitgeist, Vancouver's only Canadian politics podcast. Uh, which is probably even not true in 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 a couple of ways. Now, for anyone on CITR, thanks so much for tuning in. That's the end of our time slot, but you can hear the full episode along with other podcasts on cavegoblins.com. For anyone else, stick around. We've still got lots more to talk about with Daniel. I'm Piers Ray. Sitting with me is Eric Ivanovich. My name is Eric Ivanovich. We're the hosts of Podcast vs. Podcast right here on the Cave Goblin Network. This is the only podcast pitching show on the internet. Tune in, find out if we can ever find the perfect podcast, or, more importantly, can we agree on it? And before the show, I asked Daniel about a comedic influence to talk about today, and he came back with Whose Line Is It Anyway? So what does Whose Line mean to you? So Whose Line Is It Anyway was, to me, it represented the joy and fun and playfulness that a group of people can have with each other. Uh, I was uh, I first got to know Whose Line Is It Anyways when I was back in high school. And of course, high school is a wonderfully tough time for all of us, I'm sure. But um, I remember I remember you know, doing homework and, you know, having the TV on and, you know, all of a sudden uh, this this very uh, fun, you know, uh, comedy show, this improv comedy show was on TV. Now, back in the day in the in the late 90s, it was the, you know, the American version that I got to know with Drew Carey and Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery and Wayne and a whole bunch of other performers. And for me, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyways was really my first uh, exposure to what mainstream improv comedy was all about. And not, you know what, not even just mainstream, but really like what improv comedy was all about. I think it was a lot of people's first first yeah. exposure to improv. Definitely mine. I used to watch it with my mom, the old uh, Clive Anderson version in right. the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that even had... Uh, speaking of arms, now I've got arms in my head. Me too. Uh, 
the Clive Anderson version. Colin and Ryan were st- still around back then. They're part of the uh, original ensemble. That's right. Uh, al- both alumni of Vancouver Theatre Sports. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, which is uh, which is very cool to see as like a Vancouver comedian and a Vancouver actor. Um, I've had a chance to to uh, meet Colin on a number of occasions. He's uh, done shows with Vancouver Theatre Sports a number of times. I've gone down and I've uh, I've seen shows and also have had a chance to do a guest spot um, in Bellingham at Ryan Styles Theatre down there. And I once shared a stage with Wayne Brady. Oh, you're essentially a cast member. I'm essentially, yes, <laughs> Aisha Tyler. Call me. I'm ready to go. What's uh, how many degrees of separation? Oh, I guess one. I guess one yeah. from Drew Carey. Uh, I was going to ask. Outside of that, outside of that, uh, are you? How close are you to Drew Carey? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I think I'm following him on Twitter. That's close That's enough basically for me. It. So yeah, I think uh, you know for for me the reason why I chose Whose Line it's because um, Whose Line. Uh, was there for me <laughs> this is a this is a revealing moment of daniel you know i th- i think high school years you know again you know it can be tough but i remember watching who's line every week and just laughing laughing so hard and you know seeing these these people poke fun at each other and uh and you know celebrate the audience and do all these cool improv games and sing and dance and just do and just create these worlds uh, with nothing but their their faces and their bodies and their and their dialogue uh, you know it's uh it really made me go like this is the best show in the world also it was during a time when uh, it followed Drew Carey show and I also love Drew Carey show <laughs> so to me I'm like oh man Thursdays are great we got Drew Carey show plus who's line best not on TV what I really liked, uh, what really drew me to Who's Line in the first place, as well as uh, how they would try and foil each other yes. and watching them try and overcome that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the whole thing of being being uh, friendly and being playful with each other. And I think, you know, in improv that that the fictionals do, that if you come and watch improv shows around Vancouver, if you see performers who know each other very well, who who love and appreciate each other and who know each other's skills and weaknesses, you can see these players on stage uh, poke fun at each other. And, and that's half the... I think the enjoyment for the audience is to see these players uh, just be silly and uh, try to get under each other's skin. And it goes the same for when you watch uh, live improv and you get to know a troupe like the fictionals, you start to become aware of the inside jokes or recurring jokes. Yes. And it's one of the things I like best about podcasts actually is when you listen to a podcast that's been running for a while and you get these running jokes. And the first time I think I noticed that was watching Who's Line. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, as well as, you know, the fictionals, like pretty much any group that you go and see uh, Sunday service here in Vancouver as well. Um, hilariously talented. But when you see them on stage, they're constantly ribbing each other. And uh, that's, yeah, again, half, half the joys in seeing them like try to smack talk each other. And it's super great. Improv is one of the only mediums where failing can be successful on stage. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think what what uh, I think improv, what I love about doing improv is that more often than not, uh, after shows, we have audience members come up to us to both say, 
a wow loved what you guys did and we also have audience members come up afterwards and say so how do i get involved how do i learn where do we where do we go and so watch the fictionals i i encourage them to come and check out the qualin improv uh, i also recommend that they check out vancouver theater sports or any of the other schools here in vancouver and you know just to see these people from you know just like i was back in high school watching the who's line performers on screen it inspired me to to get to learn improv and to do it. And now we get to do that for new people, you know, in 2018, 2019. And it's awesome. It's more accessible than it's ever been. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like we, as well as learning from the different schools here in Vancouver or going down to LA or Chicago or New York to learn, you know, another great way to learn is just grab a couple of your friends who really love improv and, you know, find a, an open room, get a, get a, you know, find a basement, a backyard and do some improv by yourself. It's so, it's so accessible. And so having met Wayne Brady, Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery, this might be hard to answer, but who, who's your favorite cast member? That is so hard to answer. Um, I love all of them equally. And I know that's a bit of a cop out, but what I, you know, again, one, one thing that I, in, in improv, one thing that for uh that makes improv very fun to watch and also very fun to do is that improv for the most part is a is a team performance uh there are some very great solo improvisers uh in the world there's uh oh his name is dave 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 morris there's lots of great solo improvisers in the world but one thing that's that i love about improv is the fact that you really need a team to to create these different improv scenes. So again, whether it's Who's Line with the four players who who happen to be on the show at that time, or at a fictional show, we usually have about six to seven performers. Plus, I'm usually hosting, and you know we we need character players. You know we you know like Wayne Brady is so malleable, and he has just so many high energy, super great big characters. Ryan and Colin are do very great at uh, keeping a scene going and a story going. And uh, quite often, like Colin is the straight person in the scene and can be the butt of the joke. But, you know, have the fun of seeing him get, you know, get the win in the end. You know, and, and plus you have like, say, like uh, Chip, Chip Eston or or Jeff. Uh, I can't remember his, his last name's escaped me. But Davis. Ah, uh, yes. So and then I, I have a cast list in, in my hand. So you'd have like Chip Eston or Jeff Davis who who love to sing and dance and they're just super big. You know, plus you have the the musicians and then, you know, uh, you have Drew Carey or Aisha Tyler or Clive who like get to be the ringmaster and keep it all together. It's just a massive group team effort. And that's what I love. Do you have a... Uh musician in the fictionals we don't have a, a permanent musician we've uh one of our comedy mashup shows a call as a show called impro allegro and for that show we combine all of our favorite things about music with improv so we're very lucky that we get to work with a number of different uh improv musicians here in vancouver uh peter abando is a great one matt grinke is another great one um yeah we Anytime that we need to call them up for a show, they're always willing and it's super great. Uh, so what are you working on right now? 
I'm currently working on work-life balance. I'm for myself. Uh, what I'm working on with the fictionals is continuing to to do our regular shows. So again, we're we're at the Cafe du Soleil on Commercial Drive every single Tuesday night with a variety of shows and a variety of performers. And as well, we're also at the Rio with our Improv Against Humanity. My goal for this year is uh, I'm in the process of trying to connect and collaborate with even more different people. So last year, we did a collaboration with Vancouver Writers Festival. We did a show at uh, at the... Capital City Comic Con in Victoria. This year, we're going to be back at Fan Expo Vancouver, which is going to be super fun. We're most likely going to be back uh, as well at Anime Revolution. And yeah, my goal is I, I, you know, kind of like this podcast, I want to keep reaching out and collaborating with different people because that to me keeps it fresh and keeps it fun. Right. And uh, where can people find you online? So uh, for people who are interested in learning more about The Fictionals, you can find us at thefictionals.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Fictionals. And for people who are interested in Daniel Chai, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Daniel Chai. Right. Well, thanks so much for coming tonight. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yes, uh, whose line is it anyways? If you are listening to this, I'm ready. Call me up. I'm in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Cave Goblins and check out what we're doing over on CaveGoblins.com. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. It's absolutely the best way to support the show at no cost. You can find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere you listen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist. I'm Doug Vandalay. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.